This podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Go to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check out the THN Patreon page to become a monthly supporter. And Omaha Bound. No one has more experience binding comic books into beautiful hardbound editions. Check out their work at OmahaBound.com. Thanks to Omaha Bound and stay tuned for an announcement about their Kickstarter for Paul Tobin and Phil Hester's Fringe series from Caliber Comics collected for the first time. Yes. Ho, ho, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? Jolly devil. Welcome to THN Cover to Cover for Saturday, September 5th. It is already September, which is crazy. My name is Matt Bump. Well, I'm the internet's Joe Patrick. That seems pretty normal to me. Not yet. Here's how it works. Every Saturday morning at 1030 Central, Matt and I go live on the Facebook page and the Zoom space to wrap about the week's nerd news. And then we open the phone lines at 11 for you nerds to play along. Oh, you can call us at 402-819-4894. You can click our Facebook call now button or chat with us in the Facebook live chat if you want to get in on the action. If you can't be here live, that is just fine. You can leave us a message at our phone number, which you can also click the call now button. Like I mentioned, you can find that phone number at twoheadednerd.com right up at the top. Or you can shoot us mp3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. But before we open the phone lines and start talking to these nerds on the Zooms, Let's talk about some nerd. Well, hey, guess what? The Batman has COVID. I saw that. <laughs> Robert Pattinson has reported proof the that con- we can't have anything in the time of COVID. We can't have we cannot. anything. No, no, we cannot. <laughs> Robert Pattinson has reportedly contracted COVID-19, causing production on the Batman to halt. Uh, this was reported by Vanity Fair. Pattinson tested positive for coronavirus just days after shooting resumed following a months long shutdown uh, that started in March due to the pandemic. Warner Brothers declined to confirm or deny the report. Instead, they issued a statement reading, quote, a member of the Batman production has tested positive for COVID-19 <laughs> and is isolating in accordance with established protocols. Filming is temporarily paused and quote, Uh, Matt Reeves is the Batman was originally scheduled to release in June of 2021, but was pushed back to October. The story follows Pattinson as a younger, uh, less experienced Batman. Uh, It's got his, you know, dust him ups with Catwoman and the Penguin. A buddy of ours, Dave Goldbitz, just like posted a thing on Twitter of Robert Pattinson, like smiling and like walking around two cows. And he's like, this new Batman movie looks like it's going to be weird. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, At at last week's DC Fandom event, they confirmed that this would be Batman year two. Right. So So they are still filming. This hasn't just completely shut everything down. They're still filming. They're just not filming stuff with Pattinson. It says, and I quote, filming is temporarily paused. Uh, I mean, later on, they went to say there's a bunch of stuff they have to shoot without him. So they're not pushing anything back yet. They will. It's going to get pushed back. But no, wait, that's not how it works. When you are when you go to work and the guy that sits in the cubicle next to you 
comes down with COVID-19, you don't keep going to work. Time out, Joe. Uh, this is Hollywood we're talking about, okay? Things are <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get there. it. <laughs> right. No, everybody's like resumed shooting and stuff. They're, they're in this hurry to resume shooting, and I don't think they understand, much like a lot of the bars and restaurants, you know, where they're like, we got to get back open, we got to get back open. They got back open, someone shows up to work with COVID, and like, we got to close. <laughs> we got to close again. <laughs> I mean, Hollywood, it's like, we're going to be here for the Batman movie. It's going to be fine. We're all going to pay to see it. You yeah, can push yeah. it back. Just it's fine. Hold your damn horses. Right. It's like, yeah. Oh, we got to get, we have got, parents are going crazy. I know. We've got to get these kids back in school. <laughs> oh shit. Day two, three kids in the school have COVID. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, just settle down. Let's, 175 let's, teachers came down with COVID. Over, and then we'll all go see the Batman together and it'll be fantastic. Otherwise, no, I'm not going with you any can of have you. A I'm quiet, sorry, I'm doing it by myself. You can have a real quiet new mutants release that makes $3 million in the theater that weekend and gets no reviews. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... It, People are this. I don't. This is going to stray a little far from our mandate here, but like, people are trying way too hard to force things back to normal. Yeah, and you can't. No, you can't. The Rock had COVID. Okay, there you go. Yeah, his entire family, the his Rock. little children. <laughs> yeah. Yes, <laughs> like that like, should that should be the end of it. Remember when Tom Hanks got COVID and we were all like, "Oh shit!" You know that hasn't stopped. So let's settle down. Okay. okay. My mom. My mom invited us over for a, a, a family gathering tomorrow. And my aunt's coming in from out of state. And I'm like, stay away from me. <laughs> don't touch me. Yeah. I mean, I love you. Don't touch yeah, me. Yeah. we got to play it cool. Um, I'm hoping Pattinson's going to be fine. He's a young guy. He's got plenty of money. I'm sure he'll be well taken care of. This, they'll get this ball rolling again. And we'll all see the Batman. Just settle down. Settle down. No reason to risk anybody. You know? I agree. Okay. Amazon Prime series, The Expanse, is expanding to comic books again. There was some digital expanse comics that came out. There was like the origins of everybody. It was um, yeah, I did not know that until I wrote this story. I didn't know that either until I saw like they had the trade that they were putting out with all the origins. And I went, huh. And I think I bought it. And I think I have it. And I don't know where it is. So. Well, you definitely <laughs> didn't read it. Yeah, I definitely did not read it. Boom's Expanse is going to pick up right after the fourth season's finale and will be an in-continuity story bridging the upcoming fifth season. Um, I'm not going to go into the whole thing because a lot of people have watched it, and if you haven't watched it, this isn't going to mean anything. I will say that The Expanse is fantastic. It is one of my favorite sci-fi shows on television. I am so pleased that Amazon rescued this. I'm glad that they are actually putting out comics through Boom instead of just the digital stuff through Comixology. That's fun, and that's good for Boom as well. The limited series is going to be written by Karina Bechko, who we like, co-writer of DC's graphic novel series Green Lantern Earth One. I, oh, yeah, that was a graphic novel series. That's right. And, yeah, the Earth One. Yeah. And she will be joined by artist Alejandro Aragon, co-creator of the recent series Resonant from Vault, which I do believe <laughs> we reviewed in 2019, but I don't remember if we liked it or not. I would have to look. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, Alejandro Aragon, heir to the throne of Gondor. Yes. <laughs> uh, his art is great, by the way. He kind of has this Bill Sienkiewicz kind of thing going on. Not as spastic, but still kind of weird and blocky and sort of photorealistic, but not. He's really good. 
Like I said, this is the second time The Expanse has ventured into comics. In 2017, there were four one-shots that focused on the originals, pardon me, the origins of the show characters, James Holden, Naomi Nagata, Alex Kamal, and Amos Burton. They were released on Comixology. They are available now from Boom Collected if you want to read them. I assume they're good (laughs) because I ordered it. (laughs) So I just got to find it. I I love these characters. I love the world of The Expanse because it's like this... It's not so much a space Western, but it is this wild and woolly time. We're like, we're it's, in space. We're doing stuff. But being yeah, in it's space. Like a, it's like a gritty, you know, it's not Star Trek. It's not right? easy It's not at Star all. Trek. It's yeah. not even Star Wars. It's it's like this life fucking sucks. Right. Space <laughs> you know? is super dangerous still. And like terrible shit happens in space. It's like we haven't quite mastered it. And it's a really cool look at like how people that grew up on Mars would identify, would maybe not identify as earthlings and how people that work on the asteroid belt in between Mars and earth are sort of forgotten and almost like a slave class, like these mining class. And it's all about class warfare. It is so well-written and well-acted. I love the expanse. I'm looking forward to these comics. Yeah. Yeah. I I like the show a lot. Uh, I need to get back to it. It's the sort of show that, um, demands attention yes uh, yeah, it's, it's not, not something that you can like have on in the background while no, you do something else no and i will say uh, there was a pretty big swerve in the fourth season that i thought i wasn't gonna like and then i ended up really liking it well no spoilers because <laughs> i'm only on season two really good but yeah i i really like karina bechko this sounds great yeah uh, good job boom go the expanse it's great speaking of tv shows because yeah, we demanded boy. it Finally, <laughs> it's happening. It's all happening. Sony is reportedly developing a live action Marvel series about Silk, a Korean American character from the Spider-Man comics. Lauren Moon, a Korean American writer known for her work on 2019's Good Trouble and 2017's Atypical, is in talks to write the script. OK, real According quick, to v- let's lay out who Silk is, because I guarantee yeah, I, we're going to get there. OK, it's, all, it's all right. Here. Very few people know <laughs> Well, I mean, obviously not. She not according to, according to Variety, Amazon is in talks to acquire the rights uh, to the series, although Sony hasn't locked it down quite yet. Uh, they are Amazon's also reportedly working on securing the rights to potentially develop multiple series based on Sony-owned Marvel characters. You may remember it being referred to the Sony universe of Marvel characters. I was still holding on hope for my PlayStation Network TV. Remember? I mean, come on. Yeah. (laughs) Remember Powers? Uh, Remember how great that was for the two months that they aired it? (laughs) No, the Powers show was terrible. Uh, Silk is the only one that has been even announced, uh, though it was originally slated to be a film, a live-action Silk solo film, and she was confirmed to appear in the female-centric spinoff of the animated uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Silk is the alter ego of Cindy Moon, who was bitten by the exact same radioactive spider as Peter Parker. Like him, she developed spider powers, Cindy but slightly Moon. tweaked. She's a she vegetarian. Can... <laughs> Remember that stupid song? <laughs> I'm not even going to finish it. It's such a dumb fucking song. Thank you. Uh, she can zip around at lightning speed, shoot webs from her fingertips, and use her silk sense. How does she zip to around? Stay informed of potential danger. How does the zipping no work? Idea. Does she fly? I don't know. Okay, because I even looked at her power set on 
Wikipedia and the Marvel Wiki, and they're like, she zips around. That's what it says. Not like, she uses the tensile strength of the silk that she... No, just, she zips around. No clue. We're no done clue. here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Moon, uh, Cindy Moon, the character, apparently appeared in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming and Avengers Infinity War, yeah. portrayed by uh, Tiffany Espenson. I had to look she that up. must have just been in the background. She was. Like, it was one of those things... It, it, like, Part of Peter's classmates were there. They right. were on the bus or whatever. Where like the whole thing with like X Men, you know, two or three, where the, whenever the Morlocks show up, and they're like, well, "We've got more superheroes in the movie than ever." And it's like you just threw out a bunch of fucking names, <laughs> like for extras that were standing around. Come on, you know. Uh, no casting news has been revealed. So sorry, Tiffany. I hope you get your job back. Uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, the producing duo behind Into the Spider Verse, are said to be executive producing the series alongside Spider-Man franchise producer Amy Pascal. I can't keep track of what they're doing. I can't keep track of what they're doing. I feel like Sony is just at this point desperate and they're like, we got to do something. We need our own TV network. No, 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 let's make more movies. No, wait, wait, scratch that. You know, like we'll do more animated. No, no, don't do the animated. Yeah, we're doing the animated and the movie and Spider-Woman and Silk. Like time out, guys. Did you know that they split the Silver Sable and Black Cat movie into two separate movies i think i don't even know if that's true i think that's a rumor no i read that when that's i was true? researching this story they were like yeah they split it into two projects well at first they, it was one project then it was shelved now it's two projects i guess ne could end up on amazon tv who friggin knows i would argue that might be a better space for something like this maybe safer than going here's your major motion picture starring a name you all know and love the Silver Sable. <laughs> Nobody. Uh, no one. I'm going to say safely under the age of 35 cares about the Silver Sable. Do you agree with that statement? When was the last time Silver <laughs> Sable did shit in Marvel Comics? You know, I mean, like, I mean, she she appeared in Dan Slott's run, but yeah, I, mean, I, I like get the it. Silver Sable. I'm a 45 year old dude. You know, <laughs> I, look, I, I'm glad that they're they're looking to represent a Korean female superhero. That's kick ass. I don't care about Silk. I think it's a little silly that we would have a Silk TV show and a Spider Woman movie because now it's like we've got Spider Woman and Korean Spider Woman. <laughs> What do whatever you want, but yeah, this seems weird and kind of desperate. And like Sony is just trying to leverage a better deal and further concrete them their Spider Man stuff, so Marvel can't even think about showing up in their lawn. You know, like it's just I like. But I don't know why they would do that. The, these Spider Man movies have to be making Sony so much money. I. It, like it's, they want like having own. him in the Avengers movies and having him uh, in his own want... solo movies produced by Marvel, they have to be raking in the cash. Why wouldn't you want that deal to continue? Because they want their own clubhouse. They want the Sony. They're not, it's not going to happen. I totally agree. They are, but they're you're not, not going thinking, to be able to replicate that success. You're not thinking like a Sony exec. You're thinking like a comic book nerd who lives in reality. They're yeah. they're walking around going, well, we're Sony. Everybody loves Sony. Are you kidding me? They, they're screaming for Sony. I've never heard someone say the word Spider-Man without Sony in the middle. Spider-Sony-Man. Everybody knows that. You know, <laughs> like, It's insane. But that's how they think. And that's what they want. They honestly believe 
that they can build some type of Spider-Man Marvel Universe that sits off to the side of the Marvel Universe and every once in a while Spider-Man disappears for a little bit and goes back there. And then he comes back and he's like, guys, you're never going to believe what I saw. I can't talk about it, though, for contractual reasons. But anyway, <laughs> the yeah. Wild Pack is here in their new movie, you know? <laughs> So, you know, and they're obviously trying to ride the wave Disney Plus is going for with right. the Mar upcoming Marvel shows. Yes. And it's, they're just mimicking. What, what like, what do you, who do you even, who else do you even pick? Right. Who is the second most famous? And I'll pose this to everybody. I, I want to hear from you guys too. There's a bunch of people already lining up in the Zoom and we'll open the phone lines. I want to know who is the second most famous spider character? That Sony realistically, and Venom doesn't count because I already made that movie. Sony realistically has that could be a success. I honestly don't know. That could that could spotlight their own TV show. Right. Or, could or carry movie, their own TV show. Or get people super excited about a movie franchise or something. I, I honestly don't know. Spider-Man 2099, and that would have to be completely removed, and they probably don't have that as part of their deal. Cardiac. There we, well, didn't we hear that? What? No, it wasn't cardiac. It was uh, it was Nightwatch. Nightwatch Night is yeah, coming. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yes, Spawn Watch. Night Spawn. Uh, Whatever. God. All right. All right. <laughs> Enough. Enough. All right. Set up a question of the week, and then let's let's get these phone lines open early and talk to these guys. They're in line. All right. This week's question was submitted by Joe Bankus via the THN forums. What's your favorite comic book line? That was inspired by, created because of, or was otherwise tied into a cool line of toys. While no one can dispute the amazing awesomeness of My Little Pony, there are dozens of other books with really cool toy tie-ins. What's your favorite? Now, I tried to do the rule of my own here saying that, like, we're not talking about a comic book that later got a toy made of it. No, no, no. It was a toy. We're talking about a comic book a comic. based on an existing toy. Yeah, Totally. Now, and that was like, well, the Secret Wars doesn't count. I agree. It does count because the Secret Wars comic book was created to service the toy line. Yeah, but those characters already existed. Come on. That's no, no, no. The Fine. whole thing about Secret Wars was done. Okay, how about this? We're taking Secret Wars off the table because Joe announced it. So you can come up with another one. <laughs> no, he's going to say Secret Wars and you know it. All right, here are the rules. If you are in the Zoom and I dropped the Zoom link into our Facebook chat. You are more than welcome to come talk to us. Raise your hand. And I can't remember how to do that, but I know it's easy. And if you Google it, you can probably figure it out. But raise your hand if you want to come on. Keep your video off. I will unmute you, and I will tell you when you're talking. Otherwise, the phone line is open, 402-819-4894. And we would love to hear from you. Please give us a call, or we don't have a show. No one is raising their hand yet in here because they're all uh, because nobody can figure out how to do it. <laughs> they'll get it they'll get it uh before we went on and i almost hit you up because i thought it would be a fun uh news story you may remember 2019 i believe it was rob leefield lost control of young blood he basically lost the rights to it yeah yeah mm -hmm. to Rev Terrific, I think, is the name of the press or something like that. It's that Andrew, uh, it was terif Terrific LLC or whatever. Right. Terrific and Productions LLC. Andrew Rev, I believe, is the CEO. And he is a shyster. He's a criminal, more or less. And it's now coming to surface that for the last year, he's been working with inkers, writers, artists that are all like, this guy has not paid me one red cent. And they're starting to like all put 
their text chains with him on Twitter and just like out him. Like, look at this shit. Look what this guy is doing. And they, like one of them this morning was argue, was saying, I am not drawing a single frame of issue two until I am paid for issue one. That was the contract. And then his text is like, well, thanks for letting me know you're violating your contract. And dude's like, what? What are you, what are you even talking about? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I was going to be paid issue by issue. And he's like, the art's not even inked yet, so it's not finished. And he's like, I am the penciler. You hired me to pencil. <laughs> now, as bad as I feel, the guy has a fundamental lack of understanding about how comics are made. I don't think so at all. I think he's just a criminal. I think he's just a straight up criminal and he's just saying stuff like maybe he'll buy that. I don't know. Tell him it's not inked yet. Fuck him. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but yeah, I look, the guy started his fame with his company by stealing young blood from Rob Leefield, who is sort of America's adorable, cute, ditzy big brother, you know, <laughs> Like, ah, we love him. He's he's so cute. How can you hate the guy? Why would you go work for this person? Why? I, I don't understand. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Frank, I'm going to unmute you because you got your hand up like a good boy, and I appreciate uh, that. Real quick, Jason Sachs wanted to know what books were on my bookshelf. Uh, currently, it's my run of Scalped Trades. My I've got some Hickman books, Nightly News. Um, I've got uh, Jack Staff. I do love me some Jack Staff. Uh, Exciting stuff. I'm unmuting Frank. Frank! Umbrella Academy 1 and 2. Frank, you have been unmuted. How hey. are you today, sir? And more All importantly, right. what do you want to rap about? All right. Why is my camera not on? My camera's not on. Hold yeah, on. We're, no, video. we're keeping cameras off. No, no, no. Off. Hey. No camera. No camera. cameras off. Camera's off. No camera. All right. Yeah, no it's for Sorry. bandwidth. It's for bandwidth. Yeah, it, oh, okay. it tanks gotcha, the... Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Things get all, all spotty right. and the audio goes okay. on. Okay. So, yeah. All right. And I this gotcha. is an audio hey, show. What do I want to rap about? Let's see. I'm, I was just trying out this new camera rig and... With lighting and stuff. So oh, I wanted you to wanted to worked. show off. You had like oh, the sorry. ring. I did want to show off. You had the ring light and everything, and you powdered your face. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't do that. I just, I just combed my hair. Okay. Um. So yeah, let's talk about Spider Man. Uh, who's the most famous Spider Man character that might make a movie? Um, second most famous. I, I, so and Venom. Most famous. Venom's off the board. I, honestly, I, I can't like maybe Craven the Hunter would might be a really good movie, but it would oh. be like. And they announced that too at some yeah, point. Oh, they really? did announce oh, that. Well, never mind. Yeah, a Craven. Never soul. mind then. But are you going to watch a Craven movie that doesn't have Spider Man in it? Um, like, are maybe. you interested in I that? Might. I might. Yeah. No, I. I would. I would. If it was like kind of like, like let's take a look at this guy's life and let's see let's see what his life is like, and then if he if it kind of dovetails into a Spider Man movie, that would be cool. Yeah. No. You know. Cause, yes. Because he agree is a with compelling that. character. But a standalone like, I, Craven movie. I think that they could, if they played it like they played Craven in Ultimate Spider-Man, where he was like a crocodile hunter guy, yeah. he's like a TV personality, right? Yeah, you got to do it that way. And so he started, you know, he it started as a publicity stunt. I'm going to hunt Spider-Man. Ha ha ha. Right. And then he like Spider-Man humiliates him and Craven slowly goes crazy and gets <laughs> weird animal powers. Yeah. I mean, no, I, like, I think that that could be a compelling story arc. But you got to have Spider-Man though. I think so. I mean, it's but he's like the only one I could really think of. And like, what are you going to make a J. Jonah Jameson movie? Right. You know, I mean, come on. I'd watch you know, a J. Jonah Jameson movie. Well, and that's, I'd, I'd watch an I'd watch an okay, so I'd watch an episode of a TV show that was like maybe maybe had like short four three or four episode arcs 
on each of these Spider-Man characters. Right. But I don't think I'd watch a whole movie on J. Jonah Jameson. No, <laughs> I think it no. might be a little too much. Like, I don't care. That's just the, that's just the thing. Like, look, yeah. I love yeah. Spider-Man and I love everybody around that spider universe, but the vast majority of them are bad guys and right. side character good guys that yeah. I really don't care at all about. Right. I mean, you know, and it's it's like I just really wish Sony would stop being greedy about this. Totally. And, you know, and, and, you know, mesh with Disney, mesh with Marvel. Like they don't have to give up a total control because, yes, I mean, come on, they're making bank every time they make a Spider-Man movie. Right. Every time Spider-Man shows up in an Avengers movie, they walk away with a boatload of money. Yes. So and it's, it's Marvel like, has said, look, we will. Yes, we'll renegotiate this contract. Maybe they try to strong arm them a little bit, but you're still making millions of dollars, Sony. Yeah. You're making more oh, on yeah. this than you're making on your other movies. And if that right. is the problem, if you're looking to say we need to fund our entire movie production unit with spider-man you have a fundamentally flawed film production unit that yeah. you should probably sell and just make money on video games and tv and computer chips you know yeah. yep. <laughs> like, yep. why Good do you point, have man. entertainment yeah. sony classics is already bust they shut it down so wow i didn't know that I <laughs> yeah did not know that. it's ridiculous yeah it's like it's it's crazy i i just think i just think the whole the whole thing with spider-man it, you know it's like it he belongs with the rest of the Marvel universe, yes. just like the X-Men and the Fantastic Four do. Yes. You know, so, you know, let's let get, make sure that deal stays because nobody wants to go see a Spider-Man movie where Spider-Man's not connected to the rest of the Marvel universe. Right. Yeah. You know? That's just it. That's my problem. Like, do I love Spider-Woman? Yes. Do I want a standalone Spider-Woman universe Dude, where she's all by herself and maybe she can say the word Spider-Man, but he's probably yeah. not even going to show up in this film? Yeah. No, I don't care about that. I don't Have care. you watched on... Have you seen on Disney Plus the um, the first issue, the first issue, the first episode of Spider Woman on the cartoons? I have not from the eighties. <laughs> it is so bad. Oh, it the old so, Spider Woman so cartoon. I have seen. Yeah. But, yes, but watch it. No, yeah, no. It is, I'm I'm watching it, and Spider Man appears in it because it's like you know. But he's you know what's funny is he is absolutely the Spider Man from the sixties cartoon. Oh like yeah, they got a, they hired a voice actor to sound like him. They 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 he looks totally like him. Oh, I did want to I did want to roll back something I said a while ago about um, Enterprise, the last episode of Enterprise. I watched it again. I just want to watch. I you know like you know, when I saw it, I had Star Trek fatigues. But the last time I watched it, but this time I watched it, and it's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's not a bad episode. It's not about so it, it's like I came away with a different feeling the first time I saw it. And I was like, well, what, what was the whole thing? The whole series was was like a holodeck thing. No, it was like one that one episode was just Riker exploring his possibilities on becoming his own a captain on his own ship. Right. And it it doesn't have anything. You know, it's it's not like it's invalidating the whole. Yeah, series. like everything else still happened. Well, you, yeah, but and you it is could watch it. You could look at it that way and say this is what the director is i don't think that's what they're doing but you could look at it and say this is what the director is trying to do okay and well if so, all right now does that's that mean awful. that does that <laughs> no i think see it's it's not the same thing as like the scene elsewhere ending no that was definitely like, what they did they definitely because that said that kid is a different character right that kid is right. a different character throughout the show right that's definitely what they what they did there here i don't think that's what they were doing but because it was the final episode I think a lot of people misconstrued it as that and went, yeah. that is such bullshit cop out garbage. <laughs> right. But that's why I watched it again. I wanted to see it again. And cause I, what, I came away feeling the same way. And I was like, no, no, no. I, I watched it the new, the, this time. And I was like, you know what? This wasn't a bad episode. It was actually a really good, 
in-depth character study, but into Riker though. That's yeah. the problem. It yeah. was like it was more about Riker than it was about the Enterprise crew. Right. But I liked it. I I did like it. And, and I will stand by I like Enterprise. I definitely think it's worth watching. You might want to skip, you know, jump through the first two seasons, but the, the second two seasons are phenomenal. <laughs> they really my, are. I know. Always my, like, oh, what do you? That is always that. my like. Whenever someone comes to me, like, it's a great show. Don't that watch seasons you. one through four. Just start with five. <laughs> like, well, no, I, I enjoyed seasons one and two. I did enjoy seasons one and two. I will just say, I'm not your average like Fair person. Enough. I'm I'm like I'm very heavily into Star Trek, and I will watch anything Star Trek. Me too. Um, you know, yeah, like so. I love I love Star Trek The Next Generation more than most things, but even I will admit that until Picard gets captured by the right. Borg, oh, yeah. it's kind of a rough ride. Frank, <laughs> yeah. I got to mute you because we got some other people trying to get in. Someone has desperately been trying to call, and uh, it wasn't making the noise. It was just said that they were calling. I don't know if it's because I wasn't looking at it, but call me now. Yes, it's like when a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Uh, Thank you, Frank. Uh, Patrick says in the chat, is the question what the masses will watch or what I would watch? Very different questions. Very different questions. Definitely. He also said, shut up. You'll watch whatever they put out. Don't act like you're above it all. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Thank you for calling. THN cover to cover caller. Who this? It's Brian Domingos. Oh, Brian, you snuck in over someone that was calling from 402. So sorry. Cowboy rules, guys. That's how it goes. I open the phone lines, you right gotta fight your way in here, and you're not going to get past Brian That's, Mingos, damn it. Listen, you got to be quick. You got to be quick. <laughs> um, how are you doing, guys? Good. How are you today, sir? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Oh, you know, fine. Um, I um, haven't heard – I heard a little bit of Frank, but I didn't hear the earlier stuff, so I don't know what you guys are talking about. But the, are you doing the question of the week about the toy line? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking about it, and because I'm – I think that it is because I don't know where I was with a reader because the, the time is, is iffy, but I think it might've been like the total justice DC toys okay. were like kind of my, my entrance into the, the DC universe in some ways. Yeah, um, I remember those. Like I, I had, I had the super friend toys. Like when I was a kid, like the, I, I loved that show um, when I was little, but like, I remember like the, the flash where it was a little Mike Waringo but um total like muscle bound yeah the flash um, was massive like they all had the same body he, right it was like a he-man thing they pretty all, much they all pretty much had the yeah, same very body similar yeah very and they similar. just like painted a different put a different head on it and stuck plastic shit on them more or less it, it was yeah they had like they had like clip on like um you know extreme like, i think it was gl- extreme justice or to- extreme total justice um glowy, glowy weapons the, yeah I had the the Flash and the Green Lantern, and I'm, so I'm looking at them, and I'm like, "Is that why? Like, I'm a Kyle Wally guy? Like, it might be. It might be from that time period of like, because I remember the Kyle was different, you know, like the the uh, the crab mask and all that. Like, um, but those were pretty decent, and the um, I mean, they're crappy, but they they were cool. You know, at the time they were cool. Um, but there is there is the comic tie-in um, that Christopher Priest wrote, and I think they're yes. on the DC Universe app. I never read Extreme Justice. Uh, I haven't. I, no, Extreme Justice was something different. Uh, total Justice, yes, there was the. Oh, Total Justice. Sorry. Yeah, there was the there was the comic book tie-in. Um, I haven't checked to see if it's on the app, but uh, I remember reading some of that comic. The art was by um, what is that guy's name? Um, he drew Superboy for a while. Shoot, I can't remember Not his Grummer. name. 
Tom Grummert? No, not 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 Tom Grummet. The guy that took over after Tom Grummet. Is it Grummet? Um, I thought there was an R in there. It's oh. Grummet. Grummet. Uh, it's something. Bernardo is his name. Okay. Um, but yeah, I remember. I remember thinking those books were kind of okay. They're kind of they're fun. Like they are stupid. Like it's definitely like <laughs> this is a bad comic tie-in. But it's like it's Christopher Priest, so it's like a little bit edgy, like a little. Like it's like the tongue is like through the cheek. What it's was like, the story? Uh, like ridiculous. Oh, I don't. It, it's it's. I think it's basically like they are. You know, the Justice League like loses their powers and they have to wear this armor, something like that. Like it was. It was like okay. Give us give us a reason why they have to wear these dumb things. Right. Like, why? Like, I'll give you uh, the dumbest yeah, why does the Flash like, okay. need guns? Go. <laughs> I've, I've posted right. a, I posted a link to the first issues cover in the chat. Uh, Ramon Bernardo was the artist's name. Okay. Um. But yeah, it, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing. It's oh, a weird God. little thing. It was just a three issue series. <laughs> I totally remember this. <laughs> but yeah, it's like Christopher Priest. Like at the what year was this? This was. 90 before this was before marvel knights oh so 96 okay uh so this was before he uh came back in a big way with black panther so christopher priest he had been writing like justice league task force right and the ray you know like he was doing these like like c-list spinoff books he was with the other like creators standing at the gas station and they would like drive by (laughs) and be like i need three i need three Uh, yeah yeah yeah. the creators would uh, jump in the uh, back uh, of the truck like, Dan right. Carlin, today you're writing Justice yeah. League Europe Task Force Squad. You know, <laughs> what is yeah. that? That's a spinoff yeah. of a spinoff. Don't worry, kid. <laughs> Dan Dan Carlin would drive the, his van behind yeah. the Home Depot. You love Captain Adam, like, right? Well, now you yeah. get to write his sister. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah th- that was that's a fun one. Uh, yeah, I remember those came out when I was in college. Uh, and I remember seeing them at Mayhem Collectibles in Ames, Iowa. And I was like, well, I have to read this. Uh, yeah, they're, but they're they're very um yeah it's a very silly thing and the, the, I still have I got I picked up the Aquaman at like a a con like I don't know ten years ago or so and it's it's just like it is such like the it's the the Morrison JLA and it's such like a fun era and like the, the I don't have most of the clip on things anymore and it doesn't even make sense why I have them but um. <laughs> You know, Superman had like the long hair. Like, it's oh yeah, ridiculous. They, oh, they, yeah. they all had, they, they all had these like ridiculous like man spread. Yeah, their legs were spread poses. way out, and their arms were way out, <laughs> well, the, the, and they all had like cannons and armors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. Yep. They don't have powers anymore. I mean, they've just got to be tough guys, super ripped up tough guys with guns. <laughs> Which that's how I love. That's how, how I like my superheroes. Wally. I mean, the Flash. None of those guys were bodybuilders. I mean, even Batman at that time was kind of svelte, you know. It's Superman, they were drawing like a pro wrestler at the time, but everybody else was pretty svelte. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's it, like, it, like I think it was only like the the roundness of the Flash's head was so. It's that it's the clean. It's like the Weringo like dome. Like it's like I looked at it and I, it all like for some reason, all those pieces clicked for me. And I was like, yep, I'm a, I'm, I'm going to pick up flash every month. And it was like, <laughs> you know, reading all that stuff, even though like, it was like the Paul Ryan era. That was like my re- first regular monthly reading of that, but going back and getting those awesome, like Waringo books that were, were so much yeah. fun. And, oh. um, Michael, but Ringo didn't look flash. anything like that oh. stupid toy, but no, um, Brian, no. I got, I got some other peeps <laughs> yeah, that are trying to beat down the door. So I'm going to cut you off here, but thank you for bringing up such a terrible story and an awful time for the justice league. <laughs> 
go check it out, guys. It's awesome. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye, Brian. God bless him. <laughs> All right, Jason Sachs. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. This poor guy's been trying to get in, so we're going to let him in. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? It's Rusty South. Rusty, you've been fighting to get in. I'm looking What's at your number. What's up, Rusty? Like nonstop, right. like trying to win like tickets to the concert. Trying to yes. call us. <laughs> it, it, 342 I was totally, it was, especially when you were talking about the Flash with guns, because um, I remember there was one point where the Justice League animated toys, there was a Flash on a motorcycle. <laughs> Which I always thought was the most ridiculous thing in the world. <laughs> I don't remember this. The Flash out of yeah, Motorcycle? Like, yeah, do you remember like the Justice League animated series toys? Yeah. They would have, yeah. Yeah, you know, they would just have random. This was before you know, the you, Unlimited, you were talking about right? The Flash this was the just like. Was, yeah, he was on a motorcycle. Like, okay. <laughs> so it's like, the, the, you know, they went like, all right, what are the Chinese sculptors got for us? And like, well. They found a whole warehouse of these motorcycles. They said they could paint red and we can just <laughs> stick it with the flash and they're going to give them to us. And then we can raise the yeah. price by five bucks. Like done. <laughs> you know, like had so it show And then, then don't forget the flash is snowmobile and the flash is jet ski. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm looking right at it. Justice league mission vision is what the line was called. And it is the, mean? it's the Bruce Tim, uh, design of the character riding a giant yellow motorcycle. What does mission vision even mean? Other than sound like a, like some type of like auditory exercise, like vocal exercise you do before you warm like red leather, yellow leather, mission vision, mission vision, you know? <laughs> I don't know, man. They have a vision for a mission. I don't know what else to tell you. What the hell? <laughs> so hilarious. Oh my God. Yeah, that's that was, very silly. But that was like back in the day where like if you wanted to be that was the problem with superheroes when it came to action figures. You look at G.I. Joe, you looked at He-Man, Transformers, who were vehicles. Everybody had vehicles. Everyone had vehicles. So you, and superheroes. Oh, yeah, that was the thing. You had to sell. You, you couldn't just get by on selling those. Like you could buy a G.I. Joe guy for four bucks at Target. Right. And you came, need to be able to upsell him to like that, a but, helicopter. But that G.I. Joe guy also came with a gun, a backpack, a fucking parrot, maybe a dog, you know, like cool stuff. And could, like, I, a helmet. What I don't know. Superman got a cape. Come on. We didn't get to give yeah, him something exactly. like accessorize the, like the Superman, you know, like magnet claw. Right. That he uses all the time. <laughs> when he's fighting Lex Luthor with his like squirt cannon, you know, or whatever. <laughs> well, and then that's what that's what got us to like, you know, it, it's the, it's that sort of thinking that got us to like Batman. This is a toy line inspired by Batman, the movie, Tim Burton's Batman. There is a version of him in gold armor with a jetpack. Oh yeah, I don't remember seeing yeah. that in the movie. <laughs> no, but your but your ass, I wanted that figure. Oh yeah, it was like a chase oh. figure too. I'm sure. Are those the best figures though, or it just makes zero sense? Like they did a, you know, in the '90s, they, the mid '90s, they had that just Superman toy line. Do you remember that? Where it was him in different outfits, but there was a. Uh, you could get Clark Kent that came with like, or he kind of looked like Bruce Wayne where he just had this car, you know, which, <laughs> it's just like, like we have generic guy. I'm like, well, what are we going to do with this? I don't know. We'll tell him it's Clark Kent. Like, Oh yeah. That's yeah, not he bad. Just had a car. Can we paint glasses on him? Perfect. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was, uh, yeah, that, I enjoyed that conversation flash with guns. Cause I didn't, I didn't remember that. And I just, I just think of all those obscure toys. 
marketing, man. You got to do it. Yeah. And it was, it was yeah. always you tough know? for superheroes because we loved them. Like the Flash is the Flash. You put out a Flash figure, we're like, fuck yeah, that's all I need. But they're like, no, the kids won't get it. The Flash has got to transform into something, you know, or whatever. And they did those as well. There was like a Justice League Transformer type thing as well, I think, at one point. And I believe, yeah. and I believe Superman transformed into like a pickup truck or something weird. <laughs> it, was, it was so sure. bizarre. It was like Justice Morphers or some stupid shit like that. <laughs> and you know, that's why, well, that's- like, as, as soon as these companies figured out, like, uh, specifically the uh, IP originators, right? So right. DC, WB, whatever, uh, they figured out, oh, adults want the toys too. Yeah. Then that's when they were like, DC Direct. It's just. The figure, right? It's just the character, barely posable. Doesn't matter. It looks cool. Designed, designed based on the storyline that you love. Here's a whole line of Alex Ross figures. Here's a whole line of Jim Lee figures. The now defunct DC Direct. Yes, well, yeah, that's crazy too. Yeah, yeah. that's sad, eh. man. That's sad. Rusky, I got a bunch of other peeps trying to get in here, man. It's good to talk to you though. You too, guys. Do All right. right, see you, buddy. We will be right back, but first, a word from our sponsor. We wanted to tell you about Omaha Bound's latest Kickstarter project. Omaha Bound are premier bookbinders that specialize in binding comic books into amazing, one-of-a-kind, hardbound editions, completely customizable to your specifications. Omaha Bound's latest project is a collection of Paul Tobin and Phil Hester's Fringe, originally printed by Caliber Comics in the 1990s and reprinted for the first time collected ever. Oh, by the way, the series never ended, but now you can read the end. This new reprint includes a newly written ending to the story, new spot illustrations by Hester accompanying the new ending, new cover by Phil Hester, and an introduction by Zach Davison. We're going to have a link in the show notes to their Kickstarter where you can see preview art and more. These trade paperbacks are ready to print and are print by order only, so they will be very limited. So you pledge if you want to own this beautiful collection of early works by Tobin and Hester. You will also get a copy of the Fringe Pencils and Inks. It's a companion piece that has 100 plus pages of original art, sketches, and other artifacts. It's printed in full color. And like I said, they are ready to print. So you order this and boom, it's shipping right out to you. Plus, you'll also get a copy of the Wretch Omnibus, which collects every Wretch storyline, including a new one by series artist Phil Hester that he did in 2019, and the Wretch Pencils and Inks art book. Go check out their Kickstarter. Get in on four exciting, beautifully curated hardcovers, printing Fringe and the Wretch for the first time with new content. I want to send a huge thanks to Omaha Bound for supporting this show. And go support these guys. Contact them if you want to get your hands on these unique collectibles or you want to get your comics bound into a one-of-a-kind hardcover collection. I know on their website they had an X-Factor collection all lined up and the spines lined up with the team showing the the Larry Stroman X-Factor stuff that I love so much. You can find them at omahabound.com. Now, back to the show! Oh, Shonix said that those figures did not come off the bikes. They were like um, stuck to them. Like uh, they were like uh, zipline toys, you know, where you like zing. Really? You pull the thing out the back and it, and it goes. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I remember those. That was their okay. mission vision. Yeah. Jason Sachs, you've been unmuted, sir. Can you hear us? And what would you like to rap about today? Hello, guys. How are you? 
Good, hey, buddy. Real good. You sound bassy. I like it. You sound healthy. I'm bassy. Yeah. Some morning. <laughs> Still waking up. Sure. Sure. Why do we do this so freaking early? Yeah. Um, Saturday morning. It's almost cartoon. noon here, Jason. Come on. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to watch a J. Jonah Jameson movie? Wouldn't that be I, interesting? I absolutely like, would. I would yeah. in a in a heartbeat. Yes. I would watch a J. Jonah Jameson situation newspaper TV show. Where they give were, me a daily bugle TV series. Yes, where you well, have be, like Betty Brant yes. and like your Senate and like and you could even have like a different Peter Parker and nobody knows he's Spider Man and they just sort of allude to things and they're covering stuff and it's like where's so, that kid always disappearing to? Right, you know, and like oh man, well he can't come in. His leg got broken when he was covering the Scorpion story and he busted out, you know, or whatever. <laughs> the series kind of writes itself, right? Because they could be under, uncovering uh, conspiracies inside the Marvel universe. Totally, It'd be kind of Alias style. Totally. Yeah. I would love it. I would watch the hell out of that. I just don't need I think movie. that'd be really fun. Yeah. Uh, you brought up Andrew Rev. Yes. So, you know, Rev's got a history in comics, too. Um, he is tied to the reason we didn't get any Grendel or Mage comics for many, many years, as well as the Elementals and other books like that. Was yeah. he part of that Comico shit that went down? Comico, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh. okay. So, this is a little bit of a complicated story, but basically, Comico had a publishing deal with DC Comics where DC would publish their comics, um, Comica would front them money, and then uh, they would be distributed on the newsstands. This is in like 88 to 91 or so. But Comico took a, a bath on that, lost hundreds of thousands of dollars right, on that. Right, And basically fell into bankruptcy. So Rev bought the rights to Comico basically for pennies on the dollar, which tied up the rights to all of these characters without anyone really knowing about it. You know, not no bad, but you know he wasn't publicizing him. So for years, you know, basically we didn't get any new comics starring any of these characters except for the Elementals, which was published like every month. There was an Elementals sex special or an Elementals right. horror comic yeah. special or but, something and, like that. But Bill Willingham owned that stuff. That's why he could do that, right? No, this was all. Uh, at least co-owned by Andrew Rev and Comico. Oh, so he was the one doing like the swimsuit specials and shit. Yeah. Okay, yeah. because it made no sense. If you read those Elementals books, they were hyper serious. They were, and like, they were great. I love that Elemental series. It was great. And then I remember like all of a sudden they were like, Elementals, the see-through nipple edition. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, wait Who a minute. needs it, right? Yeah, what? it was totally out of place. <laughs> Like, so I get that, like, Gen 13 and stuff at the time. It's like, they're teenagers with butts and boobs. Of course, they have a swimsuit special. You know, like, it was the 90s. I get it. But Elementals, no. Didn't make any sense at all. It didn't make any sense. That Willingham, the Willingham Elementals are great, by the they're way. They're so, so good. Yeah. Um, so I called because uh, toy line question. Yeah. Hit us. Rom the Space Knight is the greatest idea ever. Yep. Totally agree. I love Rom. I totally agree. Right. It's so simple and so cool. And like, I still want to see a great comic based on it because I don't think the IDW book was great. No. But the alien from space who discovers a conspiracy on Earth and they're all secret secrets hiding out among us. That's like perfect. It's like it's like they live only in comic form, I suppose. But uh, just just, you know, the, the perfect engine for action adventure. That would be a great TV series, too. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, for some reason, there's been like much like this ridiculous I battle of who actually owns the intellectual rights. 
stuff. And some of it ended at IDW. Marvel still has the dire wraiths though. And it's like, it's weird. Well, I don't like Rom well, can't even name his gun in the no, IDW. The, like they Rom, can't say nullifier. The IDW Rom had dire wraiths. Like they named, there was a miniseries titled Dire Race. Later on, like they won, I don't know if they won a battle or they just proved that there isn't an ownership there. And they're like, we did it. We've got the Dire Race. And they put out the comic and no one cared. I think it's more, I think the situation is more that like Marvel owns all the stuff that they added to the mythos. Like the other Space Knights. Right. Um, It's similar to, it's like Micronauts. Like Marvel gets Commander Ran and Bug. Right. And and marionette, but like they can't have acro year, right? Or Baron Carza, even I don't think. Or yeah, or Baron Carza, yeah. or that w- robot guy thing. <clears throat> who wrote? Okay, who was it that wrote the rom comic? I'm drawing a complete blank. Bill Mantlo. That's right. And this toy itself was the worst. It was terrible. It's a bad toy. <laughs> it was just a giant toaster, basically. It was a right? giant it's a to- bad toy. Its yeah. eyes lit up and, and like and made a funny like you know space laser noise. The legs did not move, but not only did they not move, they were bent at this weird kind of like almost like bird legs position where it sort of looks like he's trying to get up on a surfboard. You know, <laughs> like it's, oh, wow. it's, not, it's not an action pose. <laughs> it's like I'm getting ready for action, maybe. <laughs> But it was also one of it's those his, toys. It's his wide leg total justice stance. It was, we talked about this. It was also one of those, <laughs> those toys. Those were the dumbest toys. Oh, my God. It was Extreme justice. Extreme. No, total justice. Total justice. No, they were total justice. Total yeah. justice. Yeah. Extreme justice was a terrible spinoff comic. Rom right. was also one of those toys, though, that was just weird enough that when kids like me got a hold of it, I, like, made the magic. I didn't need it to move. I didn't need to do shit. And then there was the comic, and I was like, there it is. Yeah. I'm sold. Yeah. This is the best thing ever. Never came out again. We'll never see Rom at Marvel again for some reason. The Space and, Knights show up and I feel nothing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like it, the, the talent they got on that book is insane. Sal Buscema drew it for a, a long time and then Steve Ditko drew it. Like Steve Ditko. Well, this he is created Spider Man. They were trying to make money at Godzilla. I mean, and Shogun Warriors and Rom. They were branching yeah. out trying to make money in all this toy shit. So, yeah, but we read that Godzilla comic. It was awful. It was terrible. Well, it was written for morons. They're like kids are idiots. They don't care. All the Herb Trippy Godzilla. It's a terrible comic. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it's is so stupid. Truly the terrible. James Stokoe Godzilla comic is amazing. Yes. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. But like, I like, I love, I love the Rom comic. It's it is legit amazing. It's a, it's a masterpiece. Truly. No, it's like the one that we reviewed it on uh, when we did our show on aliens. And like Rom comes down to earth and people are like, an alien, is it friendly? And he immediately turns and like murders an old woman and then murders. He, kills, a, he like kills three cops. Kills a child in front of everybody because they were dire <laughs> race. Like, and the people are just like, ah! <laughs> <You know? laughs> and you, the and, reader. And Rom's just like, what? <laughs> and you, the reader, don't even know for like four more pages that Rom's not just like a murderer, basically. It was great. Yeah, I love it. It's so good. That's a great answer, Jason. Jason. I love Rom. Thank you for your history. Thank you for outing further Mr. Rev. He's a terrible person. If you're listening to this, do not work for him because he will not pay you. Uh, we're going to have Jason back on in a couple weeks where he is going to entertain us with the history of Ultraman. Ugh. I love Ultraman so much. 
Who the yeah. F is that guy? That's who what we're going to talk about. Ultraman. <laughs> I like how we like call it, who the hell is this guy? And you wouldn't say hell for a long time. And then all of a sudden one day it's just like the floodgates open. You're like, welcome back to who the <laughs> fuck is this guy? I'm Jason. They want me to talk about this fucking idiot today. You're like, here we go. Glad I researched. Jason, good to talk to you, man. See you guys later. Bye, buddy. All right. Joey Bankus has been waiting patiently. Let's unmute Joey Bankus and see what he's got for us. Joey, you are unmuted. Talk to the people. Hey, hey nerds. Can you hear me okay? We can hear you yes, great. Sir. You sound fantastic. Nice. That's the first time I've told you that in a long time. You sound really attractive, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been fighting off all Wait the Wait a uh, minute. How handsome is this guy? <laughs> yeah, I know. You're cooling off over there, Joey. Jesus. <laughs> I've, I've been a little checked out. I've been uh, fighting off all them internet ladies that have been beating down my door since I recorded that onomatopoeia of the week for you guys. That did so. it. The freak the fuck out one. That did it. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, knew it would. Yep. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. For those of you who don't know, Joe was uh, brave enough to call in and do an onomatopoeia of the week. He actually made the noise noise and did like a whole skit it was great you could be famous too if you want to have sex with strangers from the internet call us on a of the week we love it what do you want to rap about for me i I can testify it worked for me uh just wanted to chat this week i last guy last time i submitted a question of the week and i didn't answer you guys kind of shamed me so i figured i better get in line early okay good good yes (laughs) question uh like you guys were talking about earlier, like Marvel had a ton of those toy tie-in comics that I just kind of grew up on. But my favorite was like Kristar, the Crystal Warrior. Oh, yeah. I loved those comics. And those were some badass toys, Those too. toys kicked ass. They were so cool. I love that series. I just reread it recently. And by the way, if you want to check, they don't have it digitally. If you want to rebuy them, issue number eight is extremely expensive on the resale market. Okay, so I think there's something are. like with Rom that happened with Kristar, where the toy company made it, Marvel put out the comic, and then the toy company yanked their license. So those comics are just limbo. They're gone. <laughs> I, I kind of read it. Marvel still owns them because the characters popped up like in the 90s or in the 2000s in like Weird World, like in Marvel. Oh, so that's they, right. They, they've popped up again in Marvel. It was, I don't know what happened between, I think the toy line was Remco. Those were some really good looking toys though. Yeah. Like clear plastic crystal warriors and the magma dudes fighting them. Yeah. And yeah. when I reread the story, the story kind of held up like issues one and two set it on a good course. Then it, it like treads water until issue 10 and 11 and then it wraps up. So the middle you got, you got a Dr. Strange appearance. You got a Nightcrawler appearance. It wraps with an appearance from alpha flights. So they kind of tied it back into the main lines um, but man, just the character design itself blew me away. Issue eight, I found out is extremely expensive because on the cover, the artist, Michael Golden, did a skull design that later became the Danzig logo. Yes. Holy Dan- shit. What? Danzig stole his skull logo from the cover of Crystal Crystal Warrior. This is blowing my mind. What? Yes. It's absolutely 100% true. <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> They're, okay, but Danzig's a huge comic book nerd. He admitted that. Like he's he's been bla- like when there was first talk of a Wolverine movie, he like floated his name to play Wolverine. And like first of all, no, <laughs> like, you're not a fucking actor, Glenn. Okay, I've heard you on the mic when you're not singing. It's pretty dumb. Okay, <laughs> I'd I'd rather that uh, Danny DeVito as Wolverine mean but come to life. Chris Star, <laughs> that is where the Danzig skull came from. If you yeah yeah Michael Golden. 
this guess is the- deep in the comics if you got Kristar. But I mean, it's that's a that's a gorgeous book. And Michael, Golden, I was lucky enough recently. I got one of the original pages, so I got some original art from Kristar recently. I, I'm like I'm on this Kristar Renaissance right now. And like I said, the story actually kind of <laughs> holds Kristarizance. up. This is what COVID has done to Joe <laughs> Bankus. It sent him down a Kristar like rabbit hole. <laughs> on. It's like Kristar meth at this point. Kristar meth. <laughs> uh, man, you know what? I wish that Marvel could put that stuff on the app, and I know that they can't. But like, I would, I would just, I would really love to go back and check those books out. I'll again. bet it's out there. I bet you can, you can read those on the. Oh podcast. yeah, you know what? I know how to find the shady places on the internet. Yeah, but I, like, yeah. I pay for the app, so I might as well use it. Um, it's a hundred percent worth it. I think I, I think I bought the, I, I had a bunch of them that were old, kind of ragged, but I, they're, they're easy to find on eBay. Like I said, issue number eight is the expensive one. Cause it says right in there. It's like dancing cover. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. yeah, man, I, I can see that in my head and I never equated the two. I just never did. And I don't yeah, know because why. Why would you? It's so, it's so and weird. I just looked it up side by side. I'm like, it's right fucking there, Matt. How did you not see this? <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah, man. Those books were great. Those Crazy. books were great. Uh, I loved like, you know, it, I love a good toy line where each side has a theme. Oh yeah. The good guys, the good guys are gems. The bad guys are multi rocks. Sure. Yeah. It makes sense. And then, and uh, then, and then Lord Feldspar is half gem, half multi rock. That's Whoa, right. That's even, right. Don't he even get me cap, started on that half breed. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a pretty uh, liberal guy, but when it comes to like, you know, gems and stones, I want that shit separate. Okay. <laughs> That's racist. That's right. That is right. Putting my just foot trying to down. Keep the peace, man. <laughs> trying to keep the peace. Um, God, I'm glad you guys remember it because I, I had a ton of fun rereading it. The other, the other uh, thing I want to check in on briefly is the big Carl Urban news of the week. I hadn't heard anybody talk about, you know, the biggest thing happening with Carl Urban. Not, not the return of the boys. His, what happened uh, with Carl Urban? Uh, yeah, I'm, well, uh, Duncan Jones tweeted out. Uh, he said, "Josh Brolin would make a great Judge Dredd. Fight me." And Carl Urban tweeted back to him just a screenshot of the Rotten Tomatoes review of the Warcraft movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, to be fair, Uh, I really liked the Warcraft movie. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I... We Matt and I played World of Warcraft, so like it kind of scratched an itch for us when we went to see Warcraft. But at that same time, it like it was surprisingly heartfelt and like. But it's not good. It's not a good movie. It's not good, but it it was better than it had any right to be. No, listen, (laughs) it's not a good movie. It's okay to like something that's not a good movie. Like you can you can accept both realities. I felt for that troll's like his situation was tough. It was really hard, and he was like trying to do the right thing you know and they really established we're not an evil ra- look i thought the warcraft movie was, was pretty solid okay take, all take right it, listen. take it as you will but you don't need to recast dread at this point no 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 carl no. urban is dread and if they don't if i don't get a sequel to that movie or if that show they announced doesn't get made i'm gonna be pissed because yeah. dread is great yeah even if it's just like they do the animated thing that carl urban voices i'm okay with it because like there was test of that and it looked great it looked so great i mean like just give it to me like I watched, uh, so I watched the first two episodes of the boys season two yesterday. Uh, that was all I could handle uh, <laughs> because it's just so much. <laughs> uh, and Carl Urban remains the best part of that show. Oh, He's yeah. amazing. Joey. He's uh, amazing. Excellent to talk to you. You immediate, like that Chris Starship blew my mind. This is the best show on the internet. I'm just calling it. All right. You got to come for having me on. You have Keep to come here. To get Another, Thanks, Joey. Coming for you. 
Awesome. Yeah, this is a great question. I'm I'm having a ton of fun with this this question. All right, we're gonna unmute Mr. Jeffrey Ketchum. He uh, normally gets in line early, so I hope he's okay. Now he did show up with his video <laughs> on. Phillips. In the chat, Mark Phillips said, I never knew you were such a mineralist. <laughs> it's the one place. It's where I get all like hardcore conservative and shitty. Like we all have that one corner of our brain. We don't like to admit. Yeah. Mine's the mineralist. Okay. There. Yeah, okay. Deal with it. Jeff Ketchum. How are you, sir? I'm good. Sorry. I'm late. That's okay. Oh, you're That's fine. All right. You're fine. We saw you trying to sneak in with your camera on. I had to turn it off. You're shirtless, yeah. all ripped up and tattooed. I get it. You want to show off. <laughs> That's, That's right. <laughs> you you look like future Bill and Ted from Bill and Ted Three. <laughs> By the way, if you follow my wife on Twitter, you can pretty much see the entire film because she's just been putting out random Bill and Ted Three memes in order as they appeared on the movie. By the way, too, so thoughts going into it. So That's awesome. I've really been enjoying it. Yeah, I appreciate that, Jeff. What do you want to rap about? Well, uh, okay. So the answer of the week, I I had a hard time with this because I didn't really read tie-in comics back in the day because back when they were coming out you know toy line comics it was pretty much gi joe and then x-men and i didn't care about anything else but uh hearing uh joe Bankus talk about Christar, and i remember playing with the Christar toys in the cartoon just led me down a rabbit hole of all of the old obscure cartoons that i used to love as a kid yeah and a lot of them have comic tie-ins that I didn't know about. Uh, and the one that I wanted to talk about the most was Visionaries, Knights of the Magical Light. You stole my answer. That was my answer. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the first time I've taken your answer, man. Oh, my God. I love Visionaries so much when oh, I was no. a kid. Oh, they were the coolest. <laughs> okay, but did you love the toy or did you love the comic? Because that's the question. I loved both. If you bought the toy, you watched the cartoon and you bought the comic. You, like, well, I didn't buy the comic, but I, I watched the There was a whole package. And, 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 like, oh, yeah. I, if I was you know, like in. Mark, Mark Bagley drew some of those? Yeah. If I was in, I was in. And like, because <laughs> you would go to Toys R Us. They'd have like the new hot toy. And mm -hmm. right next to the toys, there's the comics. Literally. Yeah, that was one thing they were really good at back in the day, pre-Diamond. Yeah. So I didn't know what the Visionaries was. So of course you have to buy the comic so you could figure out what the fuck is this toy? Because the, <laughs> if you go back and watch the old Visionaries like commercials with the kids mm -hmm. holding them and stuff and Visionaries, yeah. Knights of the Magical Light. Blah, they like, we have no idea what's going on. Turns out it's like this crazy battle between good and evil and the evil guys, they were Satan worshipers. I shit you not. <laughs> They worshipped Satan. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of those crazy cartoons back then. Do you remember Sky Commanders? Yes. Sky Commanders, yeah. <laughs> totally. The ones with, yeah, I love that toy, that whole idea of like a new concept for moving your toys is string. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Well, okay, it's so like, you had look, Sky man, Commanders I, I and just, Air Raiders was the other one where it's like, hey, kids, is your kitchen floor made of formica or fake tile? <laughs> like, you're going to love Air Raiders. And you're like, pump your Air Raider and watch it yeah. go. And it would like fly across the floor. And <laughs> you it, was know? Like, it was so cool. <laughs> Hey, like, there's a whole host of those, like, uh, I don't want to, they're not knockoffs. They're like, uh, like they were all, they were all trying to capture that lightning in a bottle, that yeah. He-Man, that Transformers. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so turtles. like Centurion, yeah, Turtles, Centurions. Centurions. Yes. Uh, Centurions uh, uh, so cool. Uh, visionaries, Sectars. 
Yep. These are things that I only know about because I saw them in a comic. Sectars are fucking And I've stupid. never There's actually no laid it. my eyes on a toy in real life. Sectars oh my God, were I had, fucking I had stupid. Two, I had three or four of the, I had three or four of the Centurions. Um, I had Dino Riders. Dino, Dino Riders, Riders kicked were fun. ass. Yeah, Dino Riders totally um, kicked ass. And then, and then there was that uh, Rankin Bass line of cartoons that was all based on Thundercats and uh, and and Silverhawks, where you had like the uh, the, the Tiger Sharks. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, you know who loves Tiger Sharks? Vin Diesel. No, oh, really? I'm sorry. That's street. That's street sharks. I was like Vin yeah, Diesel. Street, street sharks. Street yeah, sharks. No, he loves street sharks? sharks. Look it up. A young Vin Diesel did a like two and a half minute presentation oh, at Toy right. Fair in the yes. 90s about street sharks. And he is oh, so enthusiastic where he's like, Rawr, this is character <laughs> name with me? his crushing jaws. Rawr. <laughs> and he'd have them on his hands and he'd bash them together. Yeah, oh yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah, those old cartoons, I've been so happy because Hulu has Thundercats and they have both the original and the 2011 reboot. And have you guys seen the 2011 reboot? Yeah, it was, it was excellent. Oh, it's good. It was yes, it's, it's very good. Excellent. It's Game of it's Game of Thrones with cats without totally. this exposition. It was <laughs> excellent. Yeah, they didn't fuck as much. I'll give you that. But God, it was <laughs> yeah. so good. Okay, I'm going to uh, share Chitara. my screen Ooh. real quick here because I want to I want to show you. I want everybody okay. to see how dumb this visionary <laughs> shit was. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so they're Knights of the Magical Light, right? We, uh-huh. We've established that. They have vehicles yeah. with lobster claws and shit. They have, <laughs> they have spaceships that kind of fly around. Shit, sorry. They're all the flying around. Fuck off. All right, they're all flying around. <laughs> like, they have magic. Why do we need uh-huh. all this other shit? And we know that like, they have, like, some of them have mammals on their chest. Like, mm-hmm. they have an animal, and that's like your spirit Yeah, like a animal. lion or whatever. Yeah, that's and like, uh, again... A theme. The and the good guys are animals was, and the bad guys are something else. Right. And the bad guys just, had like monsters on theirs. Now, here's yeah. the thing. This was right in the middle of the satanic panic shit that was going on in the 80s when yeah. like Phil Donahue and Sally Jesse Raphael had like just basically kids that just lied, came on TV <laughs> and lied and like made up the wackiest satanic shit. And parents went sure, nuts. They got on TV. Yeah. And like parents were taking death metal tapes from kids and shit. And then they turned on the visionaries. Because in the comic, I shit you not, like the guy they worship is like Beelzebub or something, which is another name for the devil. And they're uh, like, they're trying to put satanic toys in our house. And I no, remember his, his name was Darkstorm. Right. And there was also Mort Dread. Sorry, I have the Wikipedia because I was trying to remind myself. <laughs> but they the changed. Thing the, I think they the changed. What's interesting about this is, you know, what was seeing the commercial and the toys, you know nothing about it. But no. the premise was fascinating it's mm-hmm. the idea of this futuristic society where technology everything just ceases to function and they have to rely on magic yeah like they use magic for their technology yeah. and yeah they shoot their spirit animal out of their chest like a care bear yes. stare and they're yep. like holographic spirit animals fight 
Yep. <laughs> I was like, oh man, it was so, so it's like, cool. So it's like, yeah, it was it was like GI Joe meets <clears throat> Care Bears meets Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, it was. It was like, all right, we know girls love Care Bears. Like, I, and I, they I love choose you. They love the shit <laughs> on their chest. The what can we do for the those, dudes? <laughs> you know? I had one of the toys and those those holograms like on the vehicles and on their chest and stuff were just stickers. Yeah, and you pull them off, and they were a clear yeah. sticker. It was, and I put it was one lenticular on the though. You my, would move it, bedroom. and it looked like a hologram, kind of, because yeah. they were lenticular. Yeah, they also use lenticulars too sometimes. Yeah, it wasn't the uh, like, but the, what was in there, like staffs and stuff? That was an actual hologram, right? No, no, no. The uh, hologram was on their chest. The staff yeah. had like a similar picture, but it was clear, yeah. so you could look oh. through it, and it was trippy. You know, and like you hold gotcha, up the gotcha, light gotcha, and be gotcha, like, gotcha. whoa. And like as a kid, it was the closest thing we got to like acid, you know, like <laughs> staring at Crystar, you know, and looking at our visionaries being like, whoa, bro, you know, <laughs> that's how you got high when you were eight, you know. Yeah, wow. <laughs> that comic came out on the Marvel Comics Star Comics imprint, which I had never heard of until Wikipedia. Thank you. Yes, yes. Star Comics was their all ages imprint. It's where we got uh, Top Dog and Wally the Wizard, and wasn't it all the cartoons? Muppet, the Muppet Babies comic. Yeah, they were, they were all cartoons that were adapted to comics. No, no, mm-hmm. some of them were original. Like Top Dog was not a oh. uh, Top Dog and Wally the Wizard, and um, there was some Richie Rich analog uh, Royal Roy. I think it was oh, called. God. Like those were original concepts from Marvel. Okay, but then they also did licensed books like Heathcliff, Alf, right? Uh, he Man. Were the Cowboys of Moo Mesa? Was that was the Cowboys of Moo Mesa star? <laughs> that may have uh, that may have been after Star's time. Okay, yeah, I do think yeah. that came uh, later. Just and I bad. see that uh, in 2018, IDW came out with a Transformers versus Visionaries yes. miniseries that I want to check out. Okay, oh uh, well, was that wait what year? 2014, 2018, or 2018. 18. So this is when they were doing that. Like there were all the rumors yeah, about they the wanted their their G. Hasbro G. interconnected universe. Yes, GI Joe, Transformers, Micronauts, Visionaries, Mass, um, like ma 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 mass. They're yeah. all gonna be in a movie, and it's like uh, yep. only oh, yeah, yeah. only Hasbro could come were, up with that. <laughs> we're planning to create a cinematic universe combining Visionaries with GI Joe, Micronauts, Mask, and Rom. Yep. Yeah, and they had a writers' room including Michael Shaban, Brian K. Vaughn, <laughs> Nicole Perlman, Jesus and Shio Coker were hired to develop storylines, and it disbanded in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> so you bring in New York Times bestseller, award-winning author Michael Turban. You're like Michael. We got something for you today. You're gonna love. Oh, this. he's a huge comics nerd. He's no, I like know best he friends is. with Matt Fraction. But when they sat him down and told him that Snake Eyes is gonna fight the Visionaries, I, like, do you really think Michael Jabon was like, "Yes, I can, I can get into this." I have, I can see it now. <laughs> I can see it now. Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys of Mumesa comic was put out by Archie. Oh, oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. A quick little Google, Google search. Yeah. So there was Bucky almost O'Hare. a Visionaries relaunch. And I remember that comic came out and we were, and we're, I gushed over it and read it and was like, eh, this sucks. Oh, well, <laughs> what can you yeah. do? Yeah. I remember in the comics, they actually put Matt tracker from mask in the GI Joe reboot from that time. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yes. Cause he was like, and they yeah, were so doing like, like he an, was a member of the GI Joe team. Yeah. They was like an interagency thing where they're like, we're bringing over so-and-so from mask as a specialist to teach you guys how to fly a car or something. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. <laughs> None of that stuff worked out. You it, poor it, it was old a dumb GI Joes better get in line, or these mask boys are going to take your jobs. You understand? <laughs> I don't know, man. Back then, though, the, all of those cartoons and stuff, like like cops, 
uh, oh, I love cops. Cops. Oh and my all God. Of those, I mean, it was just, they were just, I just feel like everyone was just cranking out just this high concept stuff. And it was crazy pants. Fighting crime in a future time. Is it central yes. organization police dun, dun, squad dun, 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 or something like that? Or? Long arm. Central organization of police specialists. Police yes. specialists. Yes, that's right. And they yeah, uh, the the commissioner was or their captain or whatever his rank was. He was named BP Vess. Yeah, that's and it's because he's bulletproof, like a bulletproof yeah. vest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like his name was yeah. Bulletproof. He went by BP. Yeah, that, that's that's one that doesn't age well. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, they they all fair, had some like the cops, gimmick. Like the cops were multi, like you know, multi backgrounds. They were all like, yeah, yeah. There was yeah. lots of ladies. The guy, there was bulletproof. A, the guy that ran the squad was a black dude. That's pretty forward yeah. thinking yeah, for yeah. the 80s. But they also had a guy that like had a shield connected to a tear gas gun. Jeez. Well, you know, what, was what do you 80s. want me to do, Jeff? You want law and order or not? Come on, all right, man. <laughs> You want the whole I mean, world to turn into Portland? Did you hear the shit? Specialist that was- <laughs> had a bazooka. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they had they had one guy that ran around with a giant laser that could like cut holes in bridges. There were yeah. like it's in the it's in the intro. The guy fires his bazooka laser at the bridge, cuts yeah. a giant circular hole yeah. in it, and the bad guys fall through. It's like they well, were shit. fighting super bad guys. What do you I want? Yeah. I mean, the the big boss and all his henchmen. And like the big uh, boss is like right out of the oh, floor. I love like, that. I love, I'm the big boss. Like bulletproof. The guy that had the cuff. That was cool. The guy that had the machine guns that dropped out of his chest. I was obsessed with him. I was like, oh, that guy's awesome. And he was like, <laughs> a, how does he fucking guy? breathe? Yeah, he was. He was a bad guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. and he was like a 1920s gangster. That, oh, that that's was a right. Style. Yes. Yeah, talk like Jimmy Cagney. He had like, Tommy yeah. guns. Yeah, that was the big boss. Yeah, I'm the big boss. No, no, no. That was. I think his name was Tommy Gun. Oh. And like his his jacket okay. would open, I'm and two little guns would drop down from his chest. Well, Big Boss was a guy that talked like Cagney, though. He was one. Of those oh like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Tommy Gun did, did, but he his style like Tommy Gun's style was like an old timey gangster. Right. Right. Not to be he confused. Wore, with, he wore the suit. He had in fedora and the whole deal. Not to be confused with WCW wrestler Tommy Gun. Oh, different dude. Yeah. No. Just one end in this. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm sweating. That was <laughs> like, uh, this conversation our, that's made me sweat. <laughs> our buddy, our buddy Micah said they also put Matt Tracker into the GI Joe toy line at the time. Uh, it was the only figure he bought from that one. I did not know they made what? a toy of it. Uh, they was, made a GI Joe of Matt Tracker. Hasbro was huh? going for it big time, and they kind of retroactively said that Mask was like a branch of GI Joe. Like they did, they were like GI Joe specialist force or whatever. And, and they've just like massaged them into GI Joe continuity, and right, then yeah. I think that's gone now. I, I don't, I don't even know if Mask is still at IDW, honestly. Oh wow, yeah, they call him the Advanced Vehicle Specialist. Yeah, he was in the 25th anniversary <laughs> Mask Advanced. Yeah. Well, at the time, GI Joe was rolling around a bunch of piece of shit vehicles. You know, like they didn't have well, anything it's, like it's, it's going for eighty bucks on eBay right now. Good wow. lord! Whoa, Matt Tracker nerd, settle down. God, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark Phillips in the chat says maybe you shouldn't break the law if you don't want to get shot by a bazooka or a laser. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, fair point. Yep. yep. That's, yeah. I think that's a new Trump slogan, actually. <laughs> I think that's on the news, uh, the new Trump stickers for your car. Maybe you shouldn't break the law if you don't want to get shot by a bazooka or a laser. <laughs> my favorite thing about about that about that cops uh line is that they all looked like Bart Sears characters. Yeah. They oh, were yeah, like they hugely yeah. muscular, like yep. oddly proportioned. And then when DC put out the comic of it, Bart Sears drew it. <laughs> 
And those action figures were 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 crazy because they were different than other action figures. Yeah, they were they like were ten inches. Yeah, and they were well, heavy. They were they super had weight. Tall. They were big. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd hurt someone if you hit someone with it. They were they were tall like the Thundercats toys. It were was tall. a big yeah, piece yeah. of plastic. Yeah, but they were way more articulated than Thundercats. Who designed those? Who designed cops? You've got the wiki page over. Was it Bart uh, Sears? Because like all those comic guys worked on this shit. They all uh, worked see, in Cops animation was developed as well. by Bruce Shelley. Um, see, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Bart Sears was like behind the character designs. Like if you Alex Toth and those guys worked on a bunch of like Masters of the Universe shit back in the day, you know, I mean, these guys had to make money, and when they were trying to come up with toy lines, they would come to the comic artists and be like, "All right, he's got to be a crab man, but uh, he's got laser eyes." And a unicorn horn, but he's got to be sexy. Like we need him to be attractive. And I'll be like, oh, okay, let me see what I can do here. <laughs> you know? Okay, so uh, this, this was one of those that came from the actual, uh, the actual action figure line came first. So this was actually a, a Hasbro uh, creation, and they called them Cops and Crooks. And then the cartoon came afterwards. Right. Well, that but that was the whole thing. You came up with the character, yeah. then that was like the Masters of the Universe. That was the first guys to do it. They came up with the characters, mm -hmm. then they put out the cartoon to tell you who the characters were. I, I and they would put love mini a, comics an episode of that there. show, The Toys That Made Us. Yeah. That was all of this obscure yeah. shit. Totally. Because yeah, you yeah. can't do an entire episode on cops or no. an entire episode on visionaries, or, but just mash them all together as like the, yeah. the the golden age of action figures because or the d list they could call it like, yeah <laughs> here's all the the ones that didn't quite make it so oh yeah a uh, fun fact crooks is also an anagram but it oh, doesn't God. say what it stands for oh man <laughs> well, they didn't get that far i guess because <laughs> yeah. in the official label of it there's no dots no uh no but in the cartoon i think in the toy line or the cartoon they they added the dots because <laughs> wow. that's what it says on the wikipedia jeff i got shonix <laughs> trying to get in here so i'm gonna cut you off cool. and we're, we're gonna have him for our last guest but thank you that was fun <laughs> I really, I really thanks jd that. appreciate it shonix you are unmuted speak to us thank you are didn't i just unmute you unmute maybe I'm trying here Sean? Shonix, are you there, Shonix? Can you hear me? There we go. Hello. There we go. <laughs> we got him. All right, all right. Long time. Yeah. I had I had to give the go on that one. Long time no talk, buddy. Yeah, because it does this thing where it says the host would, is requesting that you unmute. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I wasn't paying attention at all. So what's going on? I was just putting my headset on. <laughs> We're just rapping about uh, cops. The old school uh, cartoon. It was a terrible show. It was a terrible show. Yeah. I don't know why you guys hate on Mask all the time. I got to say that. I'm a little upset by it. I'm, I'm, I'll calm down in a second here, but Joe's <laughs> hate for Mask needs Look, to just stop. I loved Mask as a kid. I loved it. Um, but when I tried to rewatch the Mask cartoon as an adult, it is so boring. It's garbage. It's need, so it, slow. It's garbage. It is. It, they do that same thing, but all those all those cartoons had that same shtick where they had to show like the pipeline of energy and then the things right. going this way and that going that. Yeah, it took away from it, but I mean, GI Joe, you know, the Viper comes on Fridays. You know, there's just they oh, had this. That was they, hilarious, though. That episode right, but was they incredible. All had their same moments, and I do have season one of Mask, and it doesn't hold up. But there are those episodes that really are the stars. 
But yeah, the, no, the, of course, of course. The star of Mask and, was the know, vector graphics like, in the beginning, and everybody knows that. That's what got the best part. <laughs> the best, you saw the, the blueprints, man. Yeah, dude. The <laughs> I was just like, holy shit, there's a whole universe here. Look at this. They, right. they designed the, the car. <laughs> <You know? laughs> the best part of all of those 80s toy cartoons is the 30 second intro. Oh, yeah. With the, with the fucking killer theme song. And only two movie only two movie uh spin-offs managed to improve on the originals Transformers the movie Oh and GI Joe remade right. by Lion Yeah yeah and uh yeah the GI Joe the movie version of the GI Joe theme song is <sighs> one of my favorite things in the it's entire like, world still, Yeah it makes your earlobes bleed I still get goosebumps like when it comes oh, yeah. on oh, and like yeah it's well, all it's like, scary at first. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Who's coming through the night? Cobra. And then they get like the music starts. To, like they, they spend the first like minute introducing yeah. Cobra. And the whole thing is like Cobra's like, doing all this the, evil shit. Like, oh man, and then the, Cobra's blowing up the beach. Cobra's like, oh, they knocked that kid's hot dog out of his hand. You they know? put like, a photo oh. on the statue. Of the, and then the music starts to swell. And then the guy goes, who can turn? the tide and then it's right. the G.I. Joe I'm like tears in my eyes yeah right all my hairs are and they're standing like flying on in by the way they're like <laughs> like jetpacks and shit right snake eyes and just then, like jumps out of a jet and like does that flip <laughs> over the trouble bubble and dumps a dude yeah, and like he oh. kicks a guy out of a trouble yeah, bubble he and steals it midair <laughs> yeah he totally gangs the trouble bubble yeah the theater that I was in with like the kids when we went and saw it for some brat's birthday going nuts we like tore our clothes off Transformers the movie and G.I. Joe the movies would be what like nerds like what the women were reacting to the Beatles totally right? yeah. no absolutely we're just, yeah, it's, oh it's, my it's, god like, yeah. but we're just doing it internally that's why we're pissing our own pants <laughs> yeah. half the time <laughs> totally. like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. and then in 15 minutes there's a giant snake man and then you're like well yeah. um, and then Burgess Academy Award winner Burgess Meredith right, shows up as Globulus and I'm just and like and I remember you think, this guy's got bat kid. wings but I hey. guess that's cool where the you fuck know? is this going <laughs> hey, they, they did go off the rails it got but they, weird they, they, they don't kill they don't kill Duke and they yeah, were trying I, they were I trying to that movie. yeah they were, I love it too it's fantastic oh it's so totally I mean good. it was a lot G.I. Joe was a lot better than like Sectors. Sectors. That was a toy that I had that I absolutely loved because I loved the action figure and I loved it was like a giant bee or no, like a fly it was flying on. It was cool. The wings were sweet. Sectors were yeah. stupid. I'm saying it. They were cool. Sectors like are the paint fucking jobs on dumb. Like, they, <laughs> oh no, no. They were cool. Oh, they were cool. It looked like he like <laughs> Sectors, it's looked like they were like, well, we have all these extra common rider figures, but common rider is not a thing in the States. What are we going to do? And they're like, I don't know. Let's put wings on them and say they're bugs. And someone went, right. I love it. Package it. <laughs> you know? well, then the Marvel had to put the comic book out. Yeah. And those were always the comic books you saw like at the drugstore. And they kind of like all yeah. like intertwined. So you wouldn't, you'd get like number one, but then you wouldn't see another issue to five of the miniseries. Right. You know? Or that's how they always got you with Transformers. Cause like they put out that five issue miniseries and you only got two because right. they never showed back up again because Sector's 
filled the gap or or you, you bought know. the plastic covered three comic book pack and you were like wolverine's on the front like fuck yeah i'm into yeah. that and on the back it's captain america and in the middle it's sectars number three what yeah you wrecked the spine <laughs> of all of them trying to get to, you see that's how you do it you wreck the spine of yeah, every yeah. single one you bend them a little bit to turn out <laughs> so you can see that corner art and you're yeah. like i think that's magic that's a new mutants book man. right i'm buying it <laughs> oh sectars <laughs> I loved it. You I know never. What? It's like it's the it's like going to Vegas, man. It's like all right, here's yeah. my two bucks or whatever, whatever it comes. I, I remember, <laughs> right. And I'm it was the kind the of dice. thing that parents and like grandparents and like uncles and shit bought for nerd kid birthdays. Like I don't know, he's in a comics. Get him that. And you'd be like, oh great, thanks. I was really hoping for this like random Daredevil miniseries that's not written by the cool Daredevil people. <laughs> And the like, My Little Pony comic book and Alf, you know, <laughs> like, right? Uh, when they when Epic when Epic was around and when Starline was around and you would get like that five pack and they would be in a like a a Star comic in there, so you'd get it all ages. But then they throw like an Epic book in there, which would be like like some crazy like European book that you were only getting like right maybe, like a head type of thing, yeah. Like Asterix and Obelisk? What? <laughs> and you're like, what is is that is there nudity in this? <laughs> like, what is going right. on? <laughs> and you got like the that hell or whatever, the hell boy or that little kid that's a hell kid. I don't know what that's called. Hell hot kid. shot. Oh, hot shot. Yeah. Baby, like little <laughs> devil guy. Because there's oh, like uh, hot stuff. Hot stuff. Hot stuff. That's right. Yeah, hot stuff. He was or the Ewok comic. And you're like, well, yeah. wait a minute. How are these going together? And yeah, then, not the cool the, Ewok you comic. Know, you get either. an awesome Fantastic Four in there. Yeah. So then it was worth it. Okay, hey, uh, look, Michael McGaffin in our chat. Yeah, I'm going to read this verbatim because he's a huge Duke guy. He says, fuck you, Sean. Actually, you have no idea what you're talking oh. about. Originally, he was supposed to bite it, but he did the backlash not say of death. any of that stuff. He did not say any of that stuff at the beginning. <laughs> to the death of Optimus Prime, I'm, I'm that plan I'm was changed last in. minute. Duke didn't die. He went into a coma. Yeah, I'm living in there. You know, but he was supposed to. He was supposed to. But here's the thing. When Optimus, died, when Optimus died Prime heart. died in the Transformers cartoon, like full theaters of kids just yeah. melted, like blowing was, their eyes out. Because ah, like you had never killed a cartoon character. I don't think that yeah, yeah. happened. And then the, all the color drained out of his body. Yeah. And, like they took the Matrix out of him. It's like, that shit. Like his head went over and a piece of his like ear chipped off. Yeah. He like crossed it out quick, man. Like my grandmother had died recently and that was sad. I was upset. But when Optimus Prime went, it was just like the kind of thing where it's like, what are you doing to me, Transformers? Yeah. Like, why would you do this? <laughs> well, they already, when they did that to Ironhide right off the bat. Yeah, like, just Ironhide, murdered him. Right, oh, okay. Jazz, not Jazz, but uh, what no, was it? Blue Streak? No. Prowl. Prowl. Prowl, yeah. But All like, those guys on the ship. That's how jumper. we instantly uh, knew. We were like, this movie is fucking out of bounds. They don't yeah. care. There are no rules. This is not Transformers for kids. This is Transformers for adults. What do we get into? Oh, my God. And I remember, like, the parents being like, oh, God, I'm going to have to answer a bunch of questions about death now. <laughs> and I'm like, Jeez, Where do robots right. go when they die? <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they go to a junkyard. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, Shonix. Like and I'll be I'll be honest. Like I uh, I thought Duke died. Like that was my memory of that movie that Duke was dead. Yeah, yeah I remember, remember him dying surviving. Too. Yeah, and I remember. I gotta be honest with you. I've watched Transformers the movie many 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 times. 
the animated. Mm-hmm. G.I. Joe, not so much. Yeah, and, no, I mean, not so much. I usually go back and I watch like those three parters that they did. Oh, I love those. those they, it was like uh, the chasing the stones or doing all that kind of stuff, uh, yeah, fighting like, the weather elements. And yeah, things. yeah, yeah. Like, the yeah. G.I. Joe stuff. Oh, those are so <laughs> the good. The weather dominator. Uh, Rise Serpentor or Rise. Yes, that's uh, another. Five parts over the course of an entire week, and I was like, "I need this, Dad." <laughs> Put a tape in the VCR, Dad. It's on at this time every day. <laughs> yep, those were fantastic. Like, so yeah, uh, my memories of that movie is that he's he's dead, and isn't Don Johnson in that movie too? Don Don Johnson plays Chuckles. Yeah, he's the voice of Chuckles. That's right. Okay. I mean, they almost killed Snake Eyes too. Remember, he like gets radio. He gets irradiated, and like that's the force and the force field the comes device. down. That was in the mass device. Oh, was that? The yeah, mass device? it gets oh, tempered right. that way though. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because they drop they drop the shield down, and he's in the room filled yeah. with gas. And he puts yeah. his hand on the glass, Scarlet, and Scarlet, Scarlet puts her up. hand on the glass, <laughs> yeah, like, and then he just no. steps back into the gas. Yeah. You know, yeah. Or it's like, like, oh no. But then he luckily he's found by an Inuit that puts him in, you know, a uh, fucking fur by the fire. Wraps him in a papoose. And I the don't radiation know. goes away. Yeah. <laughs> That's how, it's, what happens? It was a mixture of like a lot of different leaves. Yeah, something. I don't know. Leaves. Inuit and water. Inuit magic. Yeah. God bless them. Yes, you know? <laughs> exactly. All the stars. That's what they do. All right, Sean, we have got to get out of here because we got to answer some uh, voicemails and whatnot. Yeah. But it's thank talking to you guys. I, was, I love the fact that I had the day off so I could call in. Yeah. So. yeah I miss you, buddy. buddy. Good to hear Zoom from in. you. All right. Time to get to the MP3s here. We've got a couple that came in. I think this might be a new guy. Joe, you said you recognize the name, but I don't I recognize the name, but he, this may be his first time calling in. Let's right. find out. Hey, Joe and Matt. Uh, this is Joe. Uh, I've been listening a while. I've called a couple times. But uh, uh, I had a question for you guys. Uh, it might fall under asking nerd, but uh, I'm just going to throw it out there. You guys put it where you see fit. Uh, growing up, I was kind of tribalistic in the things I did. Like, I drove Chevy cars and not Ford. Read Marvel comics and not DC. And I watched Star Wars and not Star Trek. Um now that I'm growing up, I uh, read DC comics and I've driven all sorts of cars. So uh, I have never got into Star Wars or Star Trek, and uh, I want to. Where do I start, though? I mean, what's too old? What's not any good? What's a good starting point? Uh, any information to help? Thanks, guys. I 100% love this question, and I think we should do an Ask a Nerd segment for the new Star Trek fan. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We're going to, that's, that's awesome. We will do that as an Ask a Nerd. Joseph, thank you for calling again. That's a fun one because I'm not going to go into it real deep, but it's easy to say, well, you got to start, you know, with the original Star Trek. And da, da, da. That could turn a lot of people off, and there's been a lot of Star Trek since then. So we might need to get a what? little more info from you. I don't know. Why don't you just cut all of this out and we'll just use it as an answer of the week? Yeah, I'm just setting it up and we will. I'm not even going to cut that out. I want him to hear that like he had a Star Trek question. We're going to play it. That's how you get on the show. Nice job. All right. All right. Jimmy Randall. Uh, It's about goddamn time this guy got back in here. (laughs) Jesus. G'day, everybody. Jimmy Randall here with an MP3. My answer to question of the week. Really cool question, too. It got me thinking. Um, So, like, 
you know, the, the 80s, early 90s, they were a weird time. But they were a great time. I do miss them. I miss the shows like Transformers. I miss the toys from Transformers. I miss the Masters of the Universe TV show. I miss the action figures. But you know what I miss most of all? Motherfucking Dino Riders. You guys remember that? <laughs> that, that toy line, that show? It was so rad. Like, you know, the, the, the premise is in the name. Dino Riders. Yeah. There was a bunch of good guys. There was a bunch of bad guys. It was sci-fi, you know, futuristic. They were on a planet. There was dinosaurs. They rode them around. They waged war against each other. And it did have a three-issue comic series from 1989. Um, and it goes deeper. Like, there is a comic connection there. The first episode of Dino Riders was written by the same guy who killed off Gwen Stacy and helped create the Punisher. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Jerry mm -hmm. Conway no helped shit. write the first episode of Dino Riders. And now, the comic gets dark, like there's all sorts of stuff, there's death, there's some unwanted kissing, oh my god, uh, the main character, Questar, he's on trial for the murder of his brother, like, oh, it was a bit more mature than the show, but the toys are what I really remember, they were so rad, I had the Deinonychus, I had the Dimetrodon, I had the Protoceratops, Yay! I really wanted the Pterodactyl, but... The Protoceratops was the coolest one. Like I've, I have never stopped loving dinosaurs. Like that part of my brain just didn't grow up. The, the little Protoceratops toy was so cool. Like picture a really small Triceratops, like big enough for someone to kind of ride on, the size of a really big dog. Um, but it acted like a portable mortar gun. Like he had this massive missile launcher on his back. And if you don't think a dinosaur with a missile launcher on his back is cool, there's something wrong with you, and you should probably just go and kill yes, yourself. Okay? I, I don't want to be your just friend. Just like Master of the Universe, Dino Riders was a show created to sell the toys. And I, for one, I have no idea why it's not still on the air. There should be a live-action Netflix remake and a sweet video game to boot. Like, So if there's any Netflix executives listening or any of those uh, big-wig Hollywood elite pedophile do. guys, like... Just give me a call. We can talk. I got some big ideas. Call me now on 555-1800.com. That's 555-1800.com. <laughs> call now and we'll make more dino riders. Bye! I know that every time Jimmy uh, drops farts in, I laugh. And it's not just because I think the fart noises are funny. I want to let you know that I appreciate the artistic choices that he makes in placing said fart noises. It, while things are going on like he's like a dinosaur with a missile launcher like fuck yeah <laughs> like it made him fart it was so cool <laughs> uh was it just on my end or was his uh were his sound effects like way drowning out his actual talking the sound effects were a little louder yeah definitely because i couldn't hear him for the first 30 seconds of his call okay it was a little quiet but we're talking Dino Riders and the coolest. I'm just saying FYI, Jimmy, the coolest thing about Dino Riders, if go back, just Google Dino Riders and you will find this amazing painted fantasy art that they did. Of like, and they obviously hired someone with incredible talent to do these. The, the, the paintings are stunning. And it's like Tyrannosaurus Rex with a fucking helmet cannons on shooting lasers at a triceratops and like a stegosaurus that's wearing armor with a machine gun on its face i mean like oh yeah 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 this is the kind of stuff that i love old toy art so much i just adore it because like they paid they you know they came to these guys and like hey we want to kick ass painting of the dino riders and these dudes showed up and they're like how's this and you know the toy execs were just like oh my god God, that's amazing. <laughs> They're masterpieces. Yeah, <laughs> I gorgeous. I love this shit. Oh, and I remember 
they came with posters. Like when you bought the bigger ones, it came with a poster of this art. And to this day, if I had those, I would frame all of them. They would be like framed masterpieces in my house. No way Casey would let me hang them up in, you know, the living room. But <laughs> I need those. They're so friggin' cool. Oh, my God. They are. They are very cool. Oh, I'm setting them all as my desktop backgrounds right now, as a matter of fact. So, Okay. All right. Let's get to our answers. Joe Patrick, you heard mine. Mine was Visionaries. Yeah. Uh, you know, for me, I'm kind of surprised nobody said it, but uh, hands down, the best comic book made from a toy line for me is G.I. Joe. Yeah. Larry Hama's G.I. Joe. Yeah. Number one with a bullet. Absolutely. Uh, you know, too easy. Like, Rom, Rom is great. The Transformers comic had its moments. Uh, but G.I. Joe is like a legitimately great comic book. Oh, totally. And uh, it like it's compelling. It's got stakes. It's got like emotional depth, you know, like Larry Hama. And, you know, I, I know we talk all the time about like, you know, how these toy lines got invented and then they outsourced the ideas for backstories to the comic book companies. And Larry Hama wrote all the file cards and, right. and uh, you know, like Denny O'Neill named Optimus Prime and all this and that. And the other thing, um, but like Larry Hama, he created that universe. Like they may have created the toys. They may have came up with the names and the designs and the vehicles and whatever. But Larry Hama created that universe. Yeah, they came to him. They were like, we have these four figures. Do something with it. And he made G.I. Joe, more or less. Like, yeah, he literally made G.I. Joe mythos. It's it's wonderful. I love the G.I. Joe comic. I fell off. You know, I was only ever uh, able to read it here and there. And I didn't read it at all past a certain point. And I know it kind of goes off the rails a little bit where in the 90s where Marvel is like, well, now we got to talk about the Tiger Force, and now we got to stick the GI, uh, the Transformers in here for a second. Right, and, right. You know, like things get much more tie-in-y, you know? <laughs> tie-in-y. <laughs> tie-in-y. But, um, like, for, like, the first 60, 70 issues of that series, it's a masterpiece. Yeah. it's an No, it's amazing. Amazing comic book. And there was none of that shit. Uh, like, you know, we talked with Seanix about the shows that don't really hold up. Like, look, I get it. There's an episode of G.I. Joe where Cobra Commander's big idea is to conquer America with a chain of fast food restaurants that have literal rockets sticking out of their roofs. Well, sure. The, but red, they, the they, red rocket restaurants. Yeah. But they also like, didn't they put like mind control stuff in the, in the. I don't remember that. I only remember or something the giant you. missiles sticking out of the fast food restaurants. And like, <laughs> yes, that's like Larry Hama didn't pull that kind of crap. No. You know what I mean? No. Like he, was, like he took it, he treated it like a serious military adventure comic. Well, it was written like a Marvel superhero adventure military book. Basically he made all the military guys, superheroes. They all had specialties. They did certain things really, really well. That's why they were badass. You know, it, oh, so great. And it's yeah. probably it's probably the only answer, honestly. But you know, visionaries for some reason just touched me because it was so weird and special and bizarre, and then it went away. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Rom is definitely a close second. Oh yeah, because that's that book is also very very good. But that's also a love for the comic, not so much the actual toys. GI Joe. But were that's awesome. what the question was, Matt. The question was, what comic did you love that was based on a toy? Look, I get it. I get it. Like oh, I nobody. I think I thought you had to love both. That was kind of where I went. No, that was not in the question. No. That's just where I took it. All right. Speaking of the question, let's set up a new question of the week. 
Like, I loved the Chris Star comic. I've never seen a Chris Star action figure in my life. All right. Speaking of the question, let's set up a new question of the week, you son of a... (laughs) (laughs) All right. This week's question was submitted by Christy Forrest, and it's a flip side to her husband Ryan's question from last week. Which comic book character had the best on-screen death? Deaths. And there's a bunch of people turning into, uh, you know, leaves and whatnot. So I'm sure we'll get a bunch of those. You know, I, I almost feel like we should not count that, but there, there were some good death scenes in that movie. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm almost willing to say no, those aren't deaths because they were erased from time or whatever. And then, and then they came back. Well, I mean, they did die. That's good guess. Well, did they? They got blipped. They died, Matt. They turned to ash. They died. It's a different argument. But we'll get to it next week right here. Same THN time, same THN channel. Thank you again to everybody that played along. You can always call us at 402-819-4894. Send us an MP3 of your answer to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. Perhaps you're like our friend Joe. He has a question that he wants featured on the show. He's going to be on the regular show now when we do an Ask a Nerd segment about Star Trek. I can't wait. You can do that too. All right. Hit us up at any time. We'd love to have you. We don't have a show without you. For now, my name is Matt Baum. And my name is Joe Patrick. And this is a Two Headed Nerd. Signing off.